0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. You should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of
2: lots of books about sex and relationships.
1: Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in
2: by you, our listeners and nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10. I don't even know what season we're on. There's been so many. Season five? Season 165. Yes, 165. So this is our last in the series. Then we'll be taking a little four-week break. But can I just tell you, the questions that have been coming in are out of this world interesting. There is so many fascinating questions that I don't even know where to start. But so, but please keep sending them in. And also, what I wanted to say was, if your question hasn't been answered yet, it doesn't mean we're not going to. It's just that we have to have a certain balance. And if we've done that topic recently, we can't do it for a bit. And so you know, don't worry that we're not going to get back to you. But, um, but there are rather a lot of questions, but some quite interesting ones lately. let me let me lately lately can't speak lately let me tell you Kelsey that's hard to say so i haven't even sent them to you yet they're that good i've been keeping them to myself she's hoarding good sex questions
2: listen i, am. I didn't even know there were so many things that people are concerned about or are doing or want to know but it is enlightening i have to say i have learned so much and i hope you guys
1: have also. I learn because people send me stuff that, I mean, there's a question here, which, which I had to like research something. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that that yeah. was available now. The second so we line. all learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second one. Exactly. Had you ever heard of that? No, but I can't wait to talk about it. It's
2: scary no. me, but, but let's you get started. <laughs> so we can these, okay. are, these are big, big questions. Okay. Here we go. First question. How long should you wait to have sex? I've been seeing someone for nearly two months, and while we've talked about it, it does feel like she's trying to long kick the conversation. The intimacy is great, but there's no sex at all. I would have hoped for some oral at least. Am I right in assuming she's not as interested in sex as I
1: am? Well, my instinct is, yes. (laughs) My instinct is that, yeah, you're dead, right? That she's not as interested. I'd, I'd like to know how old they are, wouldn't you? I'd really like to know how old they are. Yeah, Gathering. I don't know. Could be 20s, could be 30s. But I would say, I always say this, but I repeat it, particularly in this scenario, if you can avoid settling down with somebody who has a very different libido than you, then do it. And to me, if, you know, he's waited two weeks, right? So that means his libido is not through two the roof. Months. Two months, sorry, two months. So his libido is not through the roof. But if she's putting it off and putting it off, if you're not ripping your clothes off at the start, when are you going to be, really? My gut instinct that there's a big mismatch going on here completely. Yeah. Do you want to step in there or shall I keep going? Yeah, I'll just, well, what I was going to say too is I probably wait
2: about two months When I like a guy, I normally, I mean, not that I've had sex with a bunch of people. I act like I've been like over the hundred of men I've slept with. Now (laughs) there's like five in my entire lifetime. But, you know, for me, it feels like if I really like someone, I want to get to know them. Maybe that will change as I get older and I do this, but I do like developing something bigger than sex to start if Mm. I really like the person. So she might come from a place where she's holding because she really does like you
1: yeah, but it could be that. You yeah. know, and,
2: and she might feel there might be something about the conversation that she's not ready to talk about that has something to do with either her vagina or her morals or her fears mm. or mm. some STD or something that's a really big discussion that she's waiting to bring up to make sure it's worth it to have that conversation. But I don't know that she's not interested in sex. I would say that there's something about sex that she is holding on. And that's probably your job to figure out You know, a a Mm. conversation that will lead her to answer what it is as opposed to, you know, if you're just saying, oh, I want to have sex. Are we ready to have sex? You're not Mm. really asking her the right questions. The real question is, I can tell that we really like each other, but we're not becoming more physically intimate. Is there a reason for that? Or can you explain this to me? Is it me? Is it something Mm. from your past? But I
1: don't think you just assume that she's not interested in sex. No, because there's many reasons. There's many reasons. As you said, there's religious reasons, might be conservative background, the moral reason. If she thinks sex is a big deal, she might think that it's something you need to wait for. And if she gives in too soon, you'll think less of her. All the stuff that you've said, nervous and experienced, worried that she'll disappoint you, performance anxiety. Plus, if you leave it past a certain point, it takes on a life of its own. Because you might wait two months, but most people don't. So then then it's like, shit now when we have it, it's has been really, really good. Hmm. I'm wondering if there's a sexual trauma there. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know whether she's been raped in the past. And to be honest, even if she isn't that interested in sex, that's not, that's not a reason to chuck it out because maybe she's just had really bad lovers. So you come along with your great experience and your communication skills and your lovely willingness to spend a lot of time on foreplay, and she might change her mind. I did some research into this because I was intrigued where it's gone, because it always used to be three days, didn't it? You always had sex supposedly. supposedly three sex. days? Never in my three life. dates, 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 oh. D-A-T-E-S. It was always on the third date you were allowed to have sex. Probably Wait. wasn't in America. The yeah, third that was, date? Yeah, that's Lord been have around. Mercy. <laughs> that's been around forever. Hookers. And ever. Everyone's a hooker. But, but remember, I grew up in the so I was growing up in the Cosmo days. So it was all like you you just did it. Everybody did it. But now the I've looked at about probably four different studies for the UK. And it's anywhere from lots of people have sex on the first date now. Sex has lost its power. But most people had sex between date five and date nine. So not talking about so date the amount of times you see each other so they've seen each other five times or nine times most were within the first date or the first two or three weeks within the, in the u.s it was within the first month so that is a lot that's a quite a long time by the average standard to wait for sex so but then it might not be a long time for her as kelsey said it might not be a long term but i do think you need to do some talking you need to do some sleuthing you need to work out First of all, the reason, obviously, and like Kelsey said, you probably not, I don't even think he's asked any questions. I think he's just waiting for it to happen, don't you? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's actually had the courage to have a question about, hey, I find you really attractive and I'm just wondering, you know, whether we're ever going to get sexual and, and, you know, is there anything holding you back? What do you need? And then after you start having sex, you'll soon, I think when you have sex, the reason why she's holding back will become more obvious because if she's, you know, I don't, the way if she, if she if it is conservative upbringing moral she'll probably be quite shy a little bit nervous and you know not wild and jumping on top and you know swinging yeah. from the light shades or anything i think too you know i remember when i had i hadn't had a lot of
2: sex at all when i met my husband but he had had sex with hundreds of people he's such a class act that's why i loved him um no but i remember hundreds. i remember being upset because he didn't want to have sex with me. I mean, I was the second person I'd had sex with and I was like, let's get going. Like I'm in college. Everybody else is doing it. I've ripped the band-aid off. I've had sex. I'm not a virgin. Like, let's go. And I remember him saying, you're the first person I've ever wanted to take to breakfast. So I don't want to ruin this yet because oh. his whole life had been just having sex and then kind of not being interested anymore. So mm. he, we didn't have sex for two months because he was like, I want to keep getting to know you before mm. I go to what I always went to. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. And so I don't know what her situation is, but I think this is easily fixed by asking, taking away the the pressure around having sex and just having a really big conversation, not saying mm-hmm. that you want to, saying, can you tell me where we are or how this feels for you or what, what you're thinking? Obviously, we've been together for two months and I would love to make love to you, but it sounds or it feels like you're not quite there yet. Can you walk me mm-hmm. through kind of how you yeah. feel? I don't know that you would
1: assume that she's not into sex. So No, because there's so many other reasons. We've listed off five or six. I also think he quite likes her. I mean, well, obviously he does. If he was just after sex, he would have been off by now, wouldn't he? So I think it's definitely worth exploring. But anyway, find out and tell us what happens. Tell us what it was. Okay. All right. This is interesting. All right. Next question. Planning for your next trip?
2: I have been very happily married to my best friend for almost 35 years and raised four awesome kids. We have always had a great sex life. My husband has struggled with ED, erectile dysfunction, for the last 15 years. He's not able to take Viagra for health reasons, so instead they gave him Trimix, an injection that produces erections that last three to four hours. Whoa. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So does he. He's very attentive to my needs, but I can't go that long. What's worse is because he found this new game changer he wants to have sex every other day. The spontaneity has gone, and I am dreading sex with him now. It feels scheduled and mechanical. I miss the days of the slow workup to lovemaking, knowing my many talents were working on him. I'm finding myself flirting with other men and fantasizing about them. Please help.
1: Oh, boy, there's a lot inside there.
0: I there's know. like two All questions.
1: Right. Okay. All right, I'll go first with this one. I mean, my first response to that question was Christ. God, Lord, nightmare Christ. of nightmares. What is, the meta- what is the science doing to us? I don't- that's just utterly ridiculous. I mean, most people would struggle with having sex every other day for five minutes. Sex every other day for three to four hours. You have got to be kidding me. No, I have never his, usually... his erection lasts four hours. I know, but she's sort of saying, and so does he. Oh, so that's he right. he wants to keep going oh. and going and going. I mean, she's been with him 35 years. She hasn't got a, like an 18-year-old vagina. I don't know how she's doing it, quite frankly. And just because he's got this new toy doesn't mean she has to play with it for all that long period of time now Trimex is the thing that yeah i looked it up it's not very readily available here in the uk there is one clinic in london that does it so what trimix is it's a mix of the three most popular erectile dysfunction drugs which are viagra cialis and levitra so they've taken the key ingredient in each one and put it into one dose because each one doesn't work on certain people so it gives you a triple chance of having an erection but the downside is you have to inject it into your penis, which will put uh, people off. Uh, I know, I know. And, oh, my um, God. Directly into the penis. And you are pretty much guaranteed a one-hour erection immediately. But one of the side effects is that you can have unwanted erections that last for too long. And I think it's great that it works for him. But to me, there was a lot of for him in that email because what he's asking is incredibly excessive it's selfish and it's excessive unless he thinks that unless she's pretending that she is loving it as much because she says he's attentive to her needs but he actually isn't because she said she wants sex the old school way she wants the slow build and most importantly she wants to be the one who is creating the arousal not the drug And I think this is why she's doing the flirting and fantasising because it's it's important for women to feel desired. You don't want to feel like you're just a receptacle or a masturbatory tool, which is kind of what he's doing, really. So, and then, I mean, I don't think she quite realises or they quite realise just what a feat it is to be 35 years in, married, four kids and still enjoying sex on any great level. So I think she really has to tell him in these words how she feels, how she used to love sex. And now she dreads it because it's too excessive. It goes on for too long and that she misses that slow burn and being desired and seen by him. And I think just reading that letter that he will be shocked. I think he'll be like, oh my God, I had no idea. I thought you were enjoying it as well. And I think maybe there's a compromise in there that they do trimex sex once every three times and The other time there's just her style sex and then they work with it from there. And I think she needs to be very clear about how often she wants to have sex. It's not all about him.
2: Yeah. I do think, you know. First of all, I'm confused by a couple of things. If he has to inject Trimix into his penis, I would think that would be something we would do maybe
1: twice a month. It doesn't seem like something that you should be doing every other day. No, you can, but it's pushing it. He's pushing it to the limits. It's not, he's pushing it to the most you can do it.
2: It seems too much. I would assume that a man that was, you guys are older if you've been married for 35 years. I don't know that we need to be having sex every other day. And it sounds like he's actually using the Trimix to get the erection to then have sex. Because if he didn't take the Trimix, they won't be doing it so much. Which he said he struggled for years. Right. But so maybe he picks, like you said, maybe we use the support of Trimix three times a month. Mm. And then the rest of the time, you guys just love each other. And if he doesn't get an erection, that's okay. Mm. And maybe they just lay together naked or maybe they maybe she doesn't want any more than that. Just because medicine allows you to do something doesn't mean that you need to do it that exactly. often. So I think they need to just sit down and no woman on planet earth wants to go to three, four hours. Right. Unless they're at Burning Man for the first time <laughs> and it's and like some famous guy <laughs> and you're seven, even then you don't, like no vagina can have right. that happen. That's a no. And also I want to, I wish I could talk to him like, what's it like to have an erection for three to four hours? Mm. I mean, I just don't think that feels good. Well, it
1: almost does or else you wouldn't be injecting himself every second day. I, Do you know, ED drugs, I love them and I hate them because- I really secretly hate them and I think a lot of older women do because I listen to so many older women who say, well, it's all right for him, so he's now got this 18-year-old penis but it's matched with right. a 50-year-old vagina and we don't have that. They're not giving us an injection yeah. or, or us a pill that we can take and suddenly we've got vagina of an 18-year-old and it creates problems in relationships because he's like cock of the hoop literally and thinking, here I am with this new toy and if you won't play, then it's sort of throws up all sorts of issues and it's 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 like thank you so much researchers for putting as much money and time into women as you have men thank you for that
2: yeah 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 right like we would like to have a cream that we put on our vagina that makes us not hate you (laughs) but that hasn't come out yet you know like how do we not be disgusted by our husbands and want to vomit when we see them naked like let me rub this on my private she's
1: terrible she's
2: terrible you know what I mean? Because basically that's how it feels. Like when a man doesn't get an erection, sometimes you take it personally, like there's something wrong with you. We know that's not true. We know it's biological, but that's how it feels for a woman. But we don't have anything that helps us no. when we can't do
1: it. So it's just- It's nothing that restores our vagina to an 18-year-old vagina, nothing. So it's- Except a 25-year-old guy. <laughs> but no, and I
2: also think the reason you're flirting with other men is because you want to go back to the real- the real feeling of being turned on and so desired
1: is very important feeling desire don't you think
2: yeah it's very important yeah I think that you just you just miss having the connection where he's not it's it seems very medical right now and it seems like he injects his penis and then you're supposed to like have fun and that just that takes away what sex is about sex is about a connection between two people that have a feeling for each other and they get turned on by each Mm. other and they want to explore with each other and so I totally understand that you're thinking about other men because what you're looking for is not sex. You're looking for a connection with a human mm. being that makes you feel loved and attractive. And um, right now you feel like a, a, machine. a machine. So yep. keep us posted. I would just have a very honest conversation. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. But once you guys get it started, you have a good marriage. You've been together a long time. Just tell the
1: truth. Yeah, I agree. I, but it is going to be destabilized like that by this because, I mean, yeah. dear God, honestly, i just... I'm very impressed that <laughs> she's gone this long. I think God I've be. God bless you for doing though. it one yeah,
2: time. Me too. Okay, last question. Hi there. What a great podcast. We have great sex that's very passionate and fulfilling and have been together 11 years. And we've also had over 12 breakups and makeups. We've never lived together. Not my choice, though. Do you have any advice on how to build a solid relationship? We're a straight couple and both 58. Mm-mm. We're a straight couple and both right. 58.
1: Gosh, I thought with that, I thought, wow, (laughs) most people, very few people stay in a roller coaster on-off relationship for that long period of time. So the big question, of course, is what's the, you'll be breaking up over the same thing over and over again. They always do these relationships. It's always the same factor that never ever gets resolved. So why is it not being resolved? And It's quite interesting because, I mean, I gather the person who's written this, they kind of know why the sex is good. And the sex is good in this relationship because it's a high drama relationship. And it's not great on the heart, but it is great for the libido. So you've got none of the benefits. It's the opposite to most couples. None of the benefits of the contentment and happiness and security of long-term love. But you've got all the stuff that you know, you get in the beginning, you know, like the insecurity, not sure of them, it's, you know, anxiety, all that makes for great sex. But boy, is it exhausting. So I I don't know. I mean, and to be honest, most couples choose between love and sex, because invariably it does come down to that. And most couples choose love because you're connecting and you're with the person for the majority of the day. You have sex for a tiny, tiny part of your relationship. It's logical to choose love. Now, in these sort of relationships, it's generally, I mean, you're getting something from the breakup, both of you for a start. So work out what you're getting from the breakup. It might just be that you're addicted to the drama and the intense emotion, both of you. But I think, I mean, there are other reasons, but I think the main reason is probably you're incompatible apart from the sex, because most of we have like connect on about four or five points and chemistry is one of them. You've got to be, you have common goals, you've got to be compatible, all that sort of stuff. But if you've got a very high chemistry soulmate connection, which usually happens in these type of relationships, you feel like this is the person I'm meant to be with. And the other sensible stuff gets waylaid. So you have this massive you know, drawn to them. And then when you try and make it work, you're completely, your core beliefs and value systems are so different that you can never make it work. But then the intensity of the soulmate thing brings you back. If that's the case, it's never going to work. It's never, ever going to work. It could be though, poor communication skills. It could be low self-esteem that neither of you feel, you know, comfortable in yourselves. It could be loneliness that keeps making you go back or that, you know, there's a lack of alternatives and that's why you keep going back. But it sounds to me like he wants to make it more serious and she doesn't. So, I mean, it could be some terrible thing in her past that's made us terrified of commitment. I think it's there's some pretty deep shit going on for this to be you know to to be on a on a a repeat 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 for 11 years that's a long time to be on and off isn't it
2: yeah I think I mean I talk about this all the time with grief work or any relationships like we do what we've always done so it sounds like you all have created a pattern that you you understand and you guys are very familiar with and so you don't even have to think about it anymore you just know exactly how it's going to go because our brains like to do what they've always done because then we don't have to put in the energy to have a new choice. That's right. I think not living together for 12 years just means that you are trying to keep things separate. So that's why the sex is great because there's not, you haven't engaged the tough, stop, the tough stuff that makes you, makes the sex go away, which is when you become deep friends and you live a life together. And so you know, you guys just need to figure out is if the sex is what you really love, then keep it like this. But if you're looking for something that is deeper, you might want to stop having sex for a while and see what happens when you guys are just people that love each other and that are best friends and see if that's if you miss them without the sex. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, most people that have good marriages, you go like sex isn't our it's not that great, but I, I like I couldn't live without them. Yeah. You know, I, I love him. It's kind of boring. It drives me crazy, but like, he's my person. So you might want to try switching some things up to see if they're your person. And then if they're not, you know, you, you would have to take a leap of faith and kind of start over and say, I'm looking for a soulmate, not something like this. I mean, you've been together 12 years or 11 years. If you want it to go like this, it's not going to change unless you guys you're change. Right. So make a decision on what you want. If you're happy with it. Stay with it. If you're looking for something that's more of a partnership, a life partner Mm. where you share money and share space, you might want to pull the sex out for a bit and see what is it
1: that you really miss. And I think, um, I think that's brilliant advice. I also think that they should, I mean, if ever there was a couple that needed to see a therapist, this is the couple because you're not going to solve this. You've tried to solve it on your own. It's not, you need a really, and I don't, I don't mean just some awful, you know, really rubbish therapist. I mean, pay top notch as much as you can afford, get the best quality therapist you can get. Don't be scared to, you know, if you both go in and you're like, I I just don't think this person's going to help us. Try really hard to find the right person and then they can help you talk through because you are on one hell of a loop it's just like groundhog day every day and you it takes you're not going to be able to move out of it yourselves I really don't think so and if she won't go to a therapist you've got your answer she just is happy with how it is she just wants to stay on the roller coaster relationship right
2: be brave do something different you've done this for uh, 11 or 12 years take a leap of faith and and dig in a little bit and who knows if it's if it works you guys might find a whole new way of living and if it doesn't you might be opening yourself up to a partner that you've been waiting for your whole life. Yes. So report. Cue the music. <laughs> Cue the. Ta- <laughs> yeah. Very good. So thank you. Tell us, keep us posted on what goes what goes on yeah. there. But that's the end of, of this season. And <clears throat> it's been awesome. The questions are great. We're learning a lot. We know about Trimix now. And injecting um,
1: penises. God. Oof. There's just a lot going you on. Some, would you inject something into your vagina every are day? You, you are you on
2: drugs? I'm not injecting. A, are you kidding me? Mm. No. And, yeah, I,
1: I feel that way about ED
2: drugs. It's like this double-edged sword. It's wonderful, and it's mm. it's not. Just like everything. Everything in life has a side effect that we have to deal yeah. with. So, anyway. Yes. We will miss out. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. And we will catch you guys back the next season. And... That's all we have to See today. you
1: in a month. See, See you in a month. a month. And continue to send in those questions because they're brilliant. For sure. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show send it to us at sextoppod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast.